Hello and welcome back to the Girl Prize Life podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Smith, and I am so pumped this week to bring you this episode with a return guest, Marlo Browse. Now, last time, the first time that we had Marlo on the podcast, we were talking about uh, the building of her business, of Bar Body Studio, the two locations that she had across Calgary, um, these incredibly popular fitness studios, um, and this real community that she had built through movement, through connection. And this episode, which I'm really ashamed to say we recorded a year ago, sorry everyone, life kind of got the better of me over the past year, but thank you to Marlo for letting us post it. Um, This episode really focuses on that huge shift that happened to her business as a result of COVID. Um, Now, if any of you enjoy fitness, going to fitness studios, you're well aware how difficult that must have been for business owners over the last two years with restrictions going up and down. And I think whether you're a business owner or not, I think a lot of people will be able to relate to the challenges of constant change that we experienced over these last couple years and the burnout associated with it, right? The complete challenge of how do you balance uncertainty in the world and uncertainty at home and keeping things afloat, but also keeping yourself mentally and physically well. So this episode is really one about giving yourself permission to pivot and how you make those deep, deeply difficult decisions when there's so many factors and so many people at play. So I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode. I know I super appreciated Marlo rejoining me for this episode and letting me play it a year after the fact, but I highly encourage you to check out uh, after this episode, Marlo's website at Bar Body Studio. You can still do so many of the courses on demand. She puts out such high quality material. I know that every week when I'm feeling tension or stress rise and I do one of her workout videos, I feel so much better afterwards. I feel so much better than if I turn to some of my, you know, other coping habits that many of us have, right? Whether it's chocolate or a drink or whatever, I always feel 10 times better after doing one of those workouts. And I might not want to do it when I start, right? Like I might come to the table going, ugh, a workout today. But Marlo has such a way of connecting with you through the screen and kind of like into your soul. It is so, so worth it. So highly recommend. Uh, Make sure to go back and listen to the original episode. I will link it in the show notes. Without further ado, let's head into the episode. Well, thank you so much, Marlo, for joining us again on the podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me today. So as we've said in the intro, if you if you want to know a little bit more about Marlo and how she got into into the line of work that you do, just make sure to go check out that original episode, which we will link to in the show notes. But for those who are kind of coming to this episode brand new, um, could you start by giving us a little bit of a, a sense of like what Bar Body Studio was, where you were going pre-pandemic? Sure. So I have owned, operated Bar Body Studio since 2012. And during those years, we had a lot of different offshoots with our different revenue streams along the way. At one point, we had four studios in Alberta, um, two that were uh, licensed in Edmonton. We ran classes out of the Winter Club. But at the time of the pandemic or right before the pandemic, we had the two studios I was operating here in Calgary. And 
they were thriving, thriving. We held numerous different events throughout the year. We hosted back to back to back mommy and me classes. Um, we're really well known for our instructor training program. I had a team of about 40 women and uh, things were things were great. The, the fitness market in, in Calgary is hot or it was hot at the time. It, it, we're a very active city. There's tons of different studios, tons of different options for people to choose from and our body had become this really strong community of supportive, like-minded men and women, and it was going so great. And I think you know, it was just at just over around the eight-year mark of owning uh, the business when the pandemic hit, and everything changed. Yeah, my my husband was asking me this morning when we were talking about doing this interview. He's like did you ever go to a class and it was like quiet? And I'm like, no, it was always packed, no matter winter, summer, daytime, evening, like your studio was always packed. So it must be such, and for many business owners, right? Many entrepreneurs, such a gut punch for March, 2020 to change on a dime. What were those first few weeks like for you? Cause I, I know what they felt like for me and for many entrepreneurs, but I didn't have any, I didn't have staff, right? Like, what was that like for you? Um, oh my gosh, I'm still feeling that. I'm still feeling those first few weeks when I think about it. We pivoted immediately. There was no time to really think about what was happening. The same day that we announced the closure of the studio, a few hours later, I was there by myself with a tripod, learning how to post a Facebook live. <laughs> and so I didn't allow myself any time whatsoever to think or what's happening in the world, what's happening to my business, uh, what's happening to me and my family. I just continued to put one foot in the fr front of the other in the sense of what do I know how to do? I know how to build community. I know how to keep people connected. And I love sharing my passion of fitness. So I grabbed the tripod. I do not know technology. So I spent a few hours trying to, you know, read some blogs and figure out how to get this Instagram live going. And that same night we went live and started broadcasting from the studio. And, you know, those first couple of weeks had over 300 people turning in, tuning in to watch those or participate in those live fitness classes that we were running each night. And the they team were was all amazing. free, right? Like I remember them being free at the time, like, which I also thought like, holy moly, this is a business that needs revenue, right? Which we all do. And it was just such a gracious thing for you to do, I thought. Oh yeah, we ran free classes for 40 days as a way to just keep people moving. When we closed the doors, we thought, oh, we'll be back in two weeks. And let's just do these classes for two weeks and we'll keep people connected and give them something other than the news feed to, to fill their time with. And it, it just kept going. So the team was small. Um, there was, uh, I think, about five or six of us that felt comfortable with going to the studio, leaving home. And even though we were there on our own and felt comfortable in front of the camera to do that. And we really came together. To make it happen it was it was pretty it was a pretty special time so i didn't go into really a fear-based mode uh or worry about where's the revenue going to come from i was just all about how do we how do we just keep people going 
at what point in that 40 days do you go, okay, <laughs> something different needs to happen here? Because I'm sure for, for all entrepreneurs, there was a different tipping point, whether it was financial, whether it was something in the news where we were just like, oh no, we're here for a while. <laughs> two thoughts that just came to mind. Uh, with the first two weeks, I had reached out to both of my landlords here in Calgary asking for some assistance and maybe just to defer my next lease payment until we had some, some additional information on what was going to happen in the world or to, you know, at least get on the phone with me to have conversation about how we could work together. And within the first couple of weeks, my one landlord was incredible. No, no issues. How can I help? And the second was taking random amounts of money from my bank account. It was a completely different experience. So I knew right away that I was up against something that I, I had no control over and didn't know at the time how long we were going to be in lockdown, didn't know at the time where the next revenue or, you know, the, where we were we going to get cash flow from. We had started our on-demand offering and had people purchasing that subscription. So we were having the free classes online. And then if you wanted to take the class other than the posted live time, you could take it through this on-demand platform and pay us fee for it. So we'd started that going, but um, it was, that's when I started to realize that wow, there is an us against them happening and we're not all in this together. And some people are not willing to, to work, to, to make ends meet. And this could go on for a long time. So it was in the first couple of weeks that, but I, but I, but I kept working at, there is good happening here and we're just going to have to keep going. And when is the tipping point of like I think we in your Instagram post like you talked about everyone keeps asking you all the time when are you coming back to live classes when are you coming back to live classes understandably because you have created this incredible community and it and it is very special right but you also had to navigate constant changes in restrictions right we're open we're not open we're figuring out how we keep people safe class sizes cleaning what was that in between of a roller coaster like? We went back to teaching in-person classes um, near the end of June of 2020. We reopened one of the studios and um, invited people to come back. And at that time, we could only have a maximum of 10 people at, and, and polled our community and asked them who was interested in coming back to in-person at that time, 60% of people were still not interested in returning to in-person. I think it was a 35% said that they would come back. 10% said they were never going back to the studio, any studio or gym. And so we reopened knowing that the majority of our community was still only interested in, in, in working out online, which told me that, okay, we have people asking and I know how important fitness is. So let's reopen the doors. The team, part of our team was really interested in getting back because it's such a special connection when you're all moving together in the room. And it's what we do really well versus the online. So, I mean, we've gotten better at it, but at that time we we're still in such a learning phase. 
So I reopened the studio and our classes were really small. Some of them had 10 people max in them. Most of them had five. And, uh, you know, we were losing money at that with paying the instructor, instructor and everything else that goes along with operating the studio. In addition to it, we were, so this is sort of in the breakdown of when things got, began to pile up. There was a lot of restrictions. Um, there was information, different information seemed to kind of come every few weeks of what we couldn't, couldn't do. Fear was still really high. We were teaching in person. We were live streaming those in classes from the studio. I was recording for on demand every week and teaching outdoor classes. So I was reaching people in four different ways. That was <laughs> at the end of the summer. We took classes outdoors into September and kids were just going back to school and there was this new wave of um, COVID and more fear. And I remember just feeling like, how am I gonna get through this? I am so burnt out already. We've been going now for the past six months and uh, things were at the height with my one landlord of not being negotiable and more restrictions you could feel were coming into place, especially for kids and the masks at school and um, their activities. And I just remember feeling so like, oh, what is, what have I created? What is going on? How, how can I find balance? Because as I was listening to you saying, you were doing this, you were doing this, you were doing this. I was like, what does that feel like personally? the stress carries over into everything, right? Plus you're also a mother of three gorgeous kids, right? Who are going into those schools and, you know, what is it like dealing with all of that? Uh, I don't, I don't, I think I was in such a mode of just go that uh, the burnout was there and it was simmering. Um, and I, I just kept going because I didn't know what else to do. We were showing up for people on the daily and um, I kept receiving notes of thank you so much, thank you so much, thank you so much, which is beautiful. And I, I appreciate the community so much. I didn't feel like I could step off. I didn't feel like I could slow down. I felt like people were in this, still in this time of uncertainty and needed it, needed the movement and the connection bigger than, than who I, bigger than my needs. Well, it's like you were that grounding point for so many people in their day. So what grounded you? The, the, the ability to provide that for people is definitely grounding. It, it gives me so much purpose. And I don't want this to seem like uh, a poor me or a how dare they continue to ask. That's not, that's not the intention of what I'm saying. It's uh it's just explaining where the breakdown started to happen for me. Um, and the connection, I had lost the connection with so many of my coworkers, our team um, had not returned and, and, and many had, they just couldn't continue on because they had so much other stresses going on in their life with their jobs and families and everything else. Uh, so I'd lost connection with family, friends, team members, with the community much of in person and, that can fill you up, right? Just having that in our lives, but that was all gone. And we were still navigating, how are we do this? 
we uh, we had a grief coach on the podcast a couple weeks ago and uh she was we were talking about pandemic grief right the grief of all the things we've lost but also that grief in general is caused by these uh change or loss of something that we've known and been used to and so there are so many things on that list right that especially as a business owner um, and as an individual like going through that and you know, trying to show up every single day. And you did an excellent job of it for sure. As someone looking in, I, I did not realize what was going on behind the scenes. But I mean, that's the same for most of us, right? Like we're all just, we look like we're keeping going. We look like we're keeping going, but it, it's hard, right? Like, it's, it's so, it was, it is, it continues to be, I, you know, I feel like I started this to telling you, it's, I'm, I feel like I'm in a really good place but finding balance in life inside of a pandemic, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. So I think we just all need to give, I need, you know, myself included, speaking to myself, we, we need to give ourselves a pat on the back for how far we've all come and what we've been able to, you know, get through and manage and carry on our plates during this whole time. Yeah. Well, it's that constant living in a state of limbo right, of not knowing precisely what's next, what new restrictions around the corner, any of that. It's, it's a lot of uncertainty. So outside your business, what were you doing to maintain your emotional and physical and mental health as best you, I mean, physical, you had covered, you were working out every day, but like <laughs> emotional. And I, I still do my own fitness on the side. I liked, I love running. Running is a big, huge outlet for me. And I also did a big period of time at Aeon Future Health using the Newcom machines and the Balancer Pro. I went for some IV vitamin treatments. I used the sauna on a regular basis. So I did, I think I, I was at Aeon Health for about six months and I told the staff and the owner there numerous times that I don't know what I would have done without that. It just really helped me regulate that was from October until probably about March of this year. And that regulation piece is key, right? Like I hear that a lot of um, psychologists talking about helping children regulate from like the big emotions and the low, but we as adults need to do that as well, right? These are huge swings of emotion right now. So huge I swings. If, if I could recommend the Newcom to anyone it just helps to balance you out in such a great way and sleep yeah like sleep has got to be the number one thing that helps us to balance what was the new calm I'm not sure I know precisely what that is uh so it's you wear this headset for the new calm and I'm not going to describe this very well I think that anyone listening should should research it you can go to the new calm website and read more about it but I've done numerous treatments and you wear a headset, you listen to, it's like a circular sounding uh, music. So there's not really a beginning or an end to the music. You can't really pick up an eight count or else I would just be sitting there eight, eight counting the whole 40 minutes of the track. Uh, but it's intended that way just to relax and de-stress your mind. You also wear a acupuncture, little acupuncture sticker on your wrist and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna describe this terribly, but it helps to regulate uh, some of the hormones while you're listening to, to this music. And it, you go into a meditative state. So it's about 40 or 50 minutes long. 
to just decompress. That sounds awesome, actually. It's <laughs> Doesn't it? The equivalent is, a, is to four hours of sleep. One session is oh, the wow. equivalent of four hours of sleep. That's what the benefit is on your body. Oh my gosh. As a parent, we could all use more of that, right? I recommend it. I highly recommend it. Yeah. So at what point, um, it sounds like you've made the decision, at least for the time being, that you're not reopening in person, correct? So I'll take you through that a little bit of mm. the, that train of thought. So, or what happened during that time in August of 2020 announced that I wasn't reopening the Bow Trail studio or one studio in Calgary. And we hadn't reopened that one. It wouldn't be reopening. I had surrendered the lease to the landlord in, we continued with the in-person in the studio until November, I think about 13th, when the government restrictions came back in and we were forced to close uh, fitness again. And at that time, I, I made the decision based on numerous factors, including, you know, the burnout, the exhaustion, the um, small team that was also being drained on this the entire time that I wasn't going to reopen the Ramsey studio following that second shutdown. And I was still fighting to get out of the Trail lease at that time. So if that didn't close, I surrendered my lease in August and it did not close until December 18th. It was, it was an ugly process and that was going on behind the scenes. The government up and down wave was exhausting for all of us especially business owners who didn't know where their next support check was coming from, if at all, and, and, and what it was gonna look like the next month. So I decided to go online to take ourselves out of any government restrictions, out of any government play. If we're online, we can continue to operate. We don't need to listen for the update. What's gonna to happen today? Can we reopen? And I don't need to go into a huge dialogue with community members to explain what the new protocols will be if and when we can reopen. Uh, so I just removed myself from it all and focused online and put my energy into learning a new technology. We brought in new technology that we introduced to our online system in January and focused on that, focused on recording. And it, it started to, it was a long road. It was a long go from announcing in November that we were not reopening any of the studios in person to about April. So what is that? Five or six months until I felt like, okay, I'm okay. We're okay. <laughs> like we made it around this corner. And that's when I decided to rent out the studio because I still have it. Or my landlord in the Ramsey studio is still incredible. He's a wonderful man. His name's Greg Houston. And I tell people all the time what an angel he is and how much he's helped us through this pandemic and many business owners. He's, you know, looks after many properties and he's helped all of us. Um, but that's when I decided to rent out the Ramsey studio to fitness startups. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. Well, I would imagine there's a, there's a freeing sense to that decision, right? Not that it's not a hard decision to make, but like you're saying, you don't have to constantly be switching and pivoting and the emotional toll that goes along with that. You get to, like you're saying, focus and have direction. What did that feel like for you personally once you made that decision? 
It definitely took a while. The new technology that I brought in in December uh, took a tremendous amount of time for me to learn how to use and implement and train staff. So I was so focused on that. And actually, thank gosh, I had that as a distraction, to be honest, because I was, it took a while once I got that all set up, then the grief set in. Then the, oh my gosh, what have we done? What have I done? How could I have done this to other people? How could, and then there was all this. I have such a deep love and respect for our community. And I've always, you know, my entire career of owning this studio and building this community, tried to do right by them and for them. And felt like, and I think that you probably read it in my Instagram post. I felt like I was just letting people down by taking care of myself. And so I never really explained to them, the community, exactly why I just cannot reopen the studio. And it was because of the burnout of just needing to take care of myself and my family, of taking myself off the treadmill, the, the pendulum of like the up and down with the government and this pandemic and this horrible, awful disease or, you know, like COVID is just taken so much, but it's also very real. Ugh. So. It's, it's interesting to me because I, I, I told, I, I think we carry a lot of guilt and concern about other other people especially because you love them so much like I always felt that coming into your classes you love your community and that's not every business owner and that's not every place right like you just felt feel that radiating off of you but I guess I'm curious if you were to see another person that you cared about going through this what would you say to them if they were feeling guilty about this oh yeah <laughs> like you need to take care of yourself you need to take care of your family like you know um what you've done is has been amazing and you've helped people so much to this point and and they're so appreciative don't don't forget that nobody's upset with you all those things yeah we're so hard on ourselves <sighs> aren't we and, and it's hard not to be <laughs> It's hard not to be. Yeah. It's hard not to be. So, uh, I yeah, I I I started. I I truly do feel like the studio, the online platform, myself, the team, we're in a really good place. My family, it's a it's it's it was the right decision. Yeah. Challenging decisions are never easy. There's all even when you make the decision, like moving to Victoria right? Like, yay, that's really exciting. Yeah. Like I'm going to, we're going to move to Victoria. We're going to start this. And then you get, start walking yourself through it. And you're like, oh my gosh, why is this so much harder than just putting stuff in boxes and going? There's so much yeah. more than just the putting stuff in a box and going. Yeah. And I feel the same with yeah. the unraveling of the eight years of the studio. It's in some ways, like there's this 
beautiful benefit of being online and that you can now reach so many different places. Uh, did you capture that data of like what different countries yeah. and provinces people are coming to you from now? Yes, we do. We are, we're all across Canada from yeah. east to west. Uh, we have several people that join us from the Philippines, uh, from Italy, from New Zealand, from Australia. It's, you know, Europe, all across Europe. It's amazing. That's wild. Like, how does that feel? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, this is the thing, right? It took the unraveling of that other stuff and focusing my energy in one direction to get to this place, to like, look at that. I'm like, wow, this is, this is really great. And people, I think now that they've found a way to do fitness at home, will continue to use that as an option for themselves. And I think probably even more so than maybe before they're working out. I'm hoping that people are continuing to move more uh, to, to deal with stress and, and cope with what's going on. But um, the hybrid, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a great hybrid option, right? You can still go outside, do some stuff outside, go visit a, your local studio, have some options online. You know, many fitness studios have done have done that and done a really great job. Yeah. And I think your classes are so, and I don't think it's only because I know you, but I think your classes are very, very special because if you can feel you through the screen, <laughs> like it's the, especially your rise classes, like they are so for anyone listening, if you haven't tried a rise class, they are not only one heck of a workout, but they feel emotional and spiritual. And I occasionally cry because I am a crier, but it's also the release I need a lot of the time. And oh man, you have such a gift. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you. I, I absolutely love it. I love moving with people. And, and I, I think that's my passion is helping people make changes in their life, helping people just in, in this way, just get through the day yeah. sometimes. Do you plan anymore? Like, do you do any forward thinking right now or have you put a pause on any planning? For the studio? For, for, for anything. For, any, yeah. for my family, yeah, we have, a yeah. For the family, we've got a lot of things that we're looking forward to over the next few months. So, you know, we love skiing and we've, we've actually booked a couple of trips as crazy as that might sound. Um, for the studio, I'm taking it more day by day right now. Things are going really well and there's a little bit of planning that I'm doing with, you know, upcoming challenges and, and events that we've got going on. But, but other than that, we're just showing up for people each day and keeping it simple. Well, and it's that being present, right? Because I remember walking into your classes and you would always say, forget whatever else is going on today. Like this is your time to just be here. And so maybe for entrepreneurs and business owners right now, it's just be here. Just be here. <sighs> because I don't know what's coming next. Yeah. I don't know, but I do know right what's happening right now. Do you have any advice for other business owners or entrepreneurs who are going through this constant pivoting and emotional roller coaster? Oh, wow. I, I would truly say find a way, find something that helps you regulate and stay balanced outside of the work because it can be so consuming, all of it, right? 
And many of us are working with really small teams right now, especially, and taking on a lot more um, responsibilities than we normally carry. We're kind of wearing all hats for most of us, right? So it's hard to find the time to get away. It's hard to find the time to take to to pick up a new something in order to to have balance in our life. But I highly recommend it. I started learning golf this year, taking a ladies' lesson by myself, and like so much joy I found in that. Just one hour a week doing something for myself, something new to challenge myself in a new way, and meet different people. And I just recommend everyone take that time for themselves because I don't want you to get to the place where I got, where it was really lonely, very dark, heavy. And, um, you know, you can, you just feel like you've lost everything. Keep going, but find a ways to connect and release. What are you finding joy in right now in life and in work? I just ran a half marathon. I know that was amazing. <laughs> so we could go around the band have half marathon. I did a ton of training for that this summer. I'm still golfing right now and really finding joy in how much time I have available for my children right now. Yeah. Are you hopeful? Do you still have hope for the future? And not, and not in whatever format anything of your business is, but like, are you hopeful? Of course. Yeah. More, and maybe more so than ever. I just went through, got myself through this really shitty time and, and feeling okay on this side of it. And I think many of us are, you know, even though things aren't certain, the scale always balances, you know, we go through the dark, the light will come. It'll get, we'll get there. We'll all get there. But this period of transformation has been heavy and huge and we've still got a ways to go. Not giving up Victoria, still sharing that light. You're unbelievably resilient and I commend you for it. And thank you so much. I know this is a really vulnerable conversation, but I so appreciate, I, I know so many people listening are going to get a lot from it. So thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share it with all of you. So big thank you again to Marlo for rejoining the podcast and being so open and vulnerable and sharing your story. Now, for those of you who are feeling the stress right now, it's starting to get into like that last quarter of the year, we've got so much going on. I do want to remind you that our only cohort of Stress Less in 90 Days that's running over the next 12 months starts on September 28th. And this is a group coaching program for you. It is the perfect fit for you if you are overwhelmed, exhausted, tired. You've tried stress reduction methods or strategies before and it's just never clicked. There's a reason it doesn't click because you have to learn certain things in the right order, with the right support, with accountability, with that community connection. All of these things layered in together make such a huge impact into how you manage your stress sustainably for the long haul. So I highly recommend that you check it out. I'm doing things a little bit differently this year where you can't just go and sign up. I highly recommend you sign up for a free discovery coaching call. These are 30-minute calls with me where we can just make sure that this program is a good fit for you. You let me know what's going on in your life, and I will be brutally honest if this program is a fit for you or is not. 
because it doesn't serve me or you if we sign you up for something that just isn't going to make a difference. But here's the thing. I know for so many people who have gone through this program, it makes a tremendous impact, not just in the short term, but these are skills that you take with you for a lifetime. This program is my absolute favorite thing to run, and I really hope to see you sign up for those discovery coaching calls. The link will be in the show notes, so make sure you get one of those calls in ASAP. And we've got our early bird bonuses, which are going to be ending about a week before the 28th. So make sure that you snag and sign up for the program before then, because you're going to get over $300 worth of extra bonuses and save about 30% on the program. If you are ready to figure out your relationship with stress, this program is the one for you. Okay, so make sure you sign up for that discovery call. And if you didn't listen to Marlo's original episode, please go back and check it out. Both of those links are going to be in the show notes for today's episode. And have a fantastic week. We will talk to you again in two weeks. Take care.